The Dungeon Made Me Do It is a real play D&D podcast. Not sure what that means? Here's what you'll need to know. We the characters will act our way through an adventure. The story progresses by our actions, which don't always work out. The degree of success is measured by the roll of a 20-sided dice. 20 being an absolute success in our favor and 1 being a critical failure. We'll be playing with milestone leveling for anyone wanting to keep track. We'll be starting our story at level 3, where level 1 and 2 will be aired separately as they are individual stories. Before we begin our story, you can find us on our socials where any and all feedback is appreciated. You can find us on Twitter at the Dungeon MMDI or our subreddit at the Dungeon Made Me Do It. Alright, I guess we'll go ahead and get started then. Right? <laughs> yeah. Sounds otherwise, good. otherwise we're gonna sit here and mess around forever. Alright, All right, so <laughs> welcome to the Dungeon Made Me Do It podcast. We're going to be going into some Curse of Strahd, some spookiness going on here, though our our own adventures are pretty spooky themselves. So to start us off, let's go around this virtual table. We'll introduce everybody, so just kind of say your name. Yeah, you know what? You could kind of tell a little bit about your character. And and actually, the way that we're starting off, uh, you guys are kind of entering these mists, and we'll, I'll kind of ask you guys why you, you came into these mists or what brought you here. So the first person that we're going to be talking to is Jennifer. I am Victoria. I am coming into this mist because I'm looking for some heirlooms that were left to me that someone stole and took from my home. And what is your character? She's a rogue, a high elf rogue. Nice. All right. Uh, next we have Scar, played by uh, Trevor. Yes, I play Scar. He is a vampire barbarian, and I came through the mists chasing after a pale man that basically slaughtered my tribe. Well, I if I don't remember, are we still sticking with your backstory that you were already in Barovia when the mists came, or no? Yeah, I'm here. Yes. All right. Uh, next, we have Kyle. Hello, everyone. I am playing Sashara Storm. He is a reborn bard. You see him, he's got one of his arms is, is spectral. It's no longer exist. It's just kind of a spirit arm. He has no idea why he was in the mist, why he was in Barovia. He just remembers that he was murdered by a vampire and is going to seek revenge for that. Right. And then next we've got the guy who kind of set this whole thing up, brought us all together for this game. Jorge, why don't you tell us about your character? Um, I am Jorge. I will be playing the role of Karthix Kane. Karthix is just a regular human. He has no powers, just your average guy next door, and actually came into the mist hunting down clans of werewolves that he believes murdered his family. All right, and finally, to round us out, there is Bill. Hi, I'm Bill. I'm going to be playing a necromancer called Therabin Deathseeker. Uh, he wandered into the mist because his spellbook told him to. <laughs> Unfortunately, he has what some people might call schizophrenia. His book talks to him. He speaks out loud to it, but no one else can hear it. Everyone thinks he's crazy. It's going to be a good time. Yeah, these are the heroes, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so so you're all kind of journeying to this mist through one way or another. Maybe you were already here. For each of you, it's a little bit different. 
as you're kind of maybe journeying for Karthix, he's journeying maybe through some wilderness, looking for somebody, tracking somebody down. Or Victoria's kind of taken a road and gone off the road for a little bit, and these mists kind of overtake you. But for each of you, you're going to start to come out into what seems to be like a clearing. The only person who's really not going to be entering these mists and coming out is going to be Sashara and Scar. Sashara, maybe you're wandering around the wilderness, uh, your memory's kind of lost, you're kind of just going around anywhere. But Scar, as you're going through, you will be kind of attacked by a few wolves. And yeah, so as you are coming in from this mist, those of you who aren't in this battle with these wolves right now, you can hear the howls of this wolf, maybe some scuffle going on as Scar's kind of fighting them off. And honestly, we're going to jump right into this battle. So, Victoria, you, since you rolled the highest initiative when we first start, your character, I can kind of show you right over here, you're going to kind of come from the south. You're going to see a little bit from this myth, mist, even though it's pretty thick. You can see what appears to be some type of, man, I'm guessing, what do you have, black armor on, Trevor? No armor. No armor. So, completely butt-naked guy. Just... I got a, <laughs> I got a shield, and I'm seven foot, got a shield, and I'm covered in scars. All right, so you see this person fighting off three wolves that are surrounding him at the moment. So uh, I'm going to let you take it from here. What would you like to do? Well, I'm definitely going to go and venture over, you know, see if there's something I can do to help him out, see if there's something I can... I, I want to make sure that he's... I, I don't know, I'm just curious now. <laughs> you need some help? I would I would surmise that he probably does. I don't think you probably have to ask. These wolves are kind of <laughs> in the middle of attacking him. But I'm going to let you go ahead and move your character if you want to move him, if you want to make an attack, whatever you want to do. <laughs> she immediately runs away. <laughs> I was going to say, no, I'm like, maybe if I just kind of, you know, wander over this way. I would say you can, but it's going to be your whole turn if you want to move up there. Yep, I'm good. Okay, so you kind of run up into this middle of thing. You kind of you're still off to the side as these wolves are kind of surrounding Scar, maybe kind of assessing the situation. Scar, you will be next. Scar's gonna look at the wolves and he's gonna say, "Well, I am kind of hungry. I'm just gonna go over to this big wolf right here. I have no need for pets." <laughs> and he's going to rage. And as he mm -hmm. rages, a tail is going to spout from the backside as he kind of bulks up a little bit. And it's got like a tip on it. And he's going to swing with his Morningstar. Smash All right. it. Take that swing. That is barely a miss. So you're going to kind of swing with this thing. And it's just going to kind of dodge out of the way a little bit to the side. My second attack hit? Your second attack will hit. Wait, do I have a second attack? No. I shouldn't have a second attack yet. So you're already starting to cheat. Okay. <laughs> I'm thinking, I'm in too many games, man. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, that's it for me. All right. Well, you are going to miss that attack, but this other wolf is going to kind of come up behind you, and it is, because it has pack tactics, it is going to get advantage on the roll. Uh, I'm gonna roll my dice here to d20. It is going to get a 16 plus uh, four, 20. Wow. That's gonna be. Uh, he's within 10 feet of me. I can roll a d8 
I got a seven. My armor class is nine, so that's a miss. Wow. Okay. So what exactly did you do? How did this help? What, what were you doing? Uh, I can use my tail to add a D8 to my armor class. And my Bravo. armor class is 19, so... Alright. Well, that saved you there. Your armor kind of comes up to flex this thing as it goes to kind of take a bite. Sashara is next. Alright, so yeah, Sashara is kind of just wandering around and sees this and is like, okay, well... Alright, let's see what we're gonna do here. Sashara is gonna run over here. He's gonna cast Shatter. Right okay. between two of these wolves. Okay. Do they need so, to make a saving throw? I need a Constitution 14 save. Okay. Here is the one on the left. It's gonna yeah. get a 17. The one on the right will get a 14. So just saved. Uh, so they will take uh, 17 damage halved. Damn. Both of them will? The one that yes. got a 14 still? Okay. So 17 yeah, halved. They, they would have taken the entire 17 if they would have missed, but they take half if they succeed. So they both will take uh, half of 17. I'll be nice. I'll round it up for you. <laughs> I'm just that kind of DM. Even though I know this is a horror campaign, I probably should be playing a little bit rougher, but we'll, we'll play nice, nice this first little fight. All right, so, uh, so Shara, will that end your turn? Um, I want to take a free action, just be like, uh, maybe next time. <laughs> uh, even not killing these things, <laughs> these wolves are severely wounded as this shatter kind of explodes the ground and shrapnel kind of hits these things. You can obviously see blood kind of splatter across the road as these things are hit. This dire wolf will go next. I'm going to say not super intelligent. It's still going to kind of go after Scar. So let's go ahead and do another attack towards him. With advantage, he only gets an 11. So I think you're safe. Uh, the next wolf, the one back here, after taking a severe hit, is going to kind of run back up this way a little bit. Kind of get away from the area. Not quite leaving, but kind of like still kind of watching you guys, but it's moving backwards. Carthix, you're kind of coming in on this scene. You're see you've heard this big explosion through the fog. You can see what looks to be a guy kind of almost in the middle of these two wolves. A couple other people are kind of coming into the area. Okay, so Carthix has been already on the hunt for looking for werewolves and everything. Seeing this dire wolf is kind of, you know, kind of thinking maybe this might not be on level. So I'm going to go ahead and use a dash attack to move all the way up, which doubles our movement speed. Mm -hmm. So that'll move me up. That gets me as close as I can to battle, but not quite close enough to attack. So he's mm -hmm. just going to be running up there with his bow in hand, kind of assessing the situation, getting ready to attack. Okay. Therabin, same with you. You're going to kind of come into the scene. You hear this explosion. You hear these wolves kind of snarling and snapping. This guy, other guy in the middle of these two wolves kind of fighting them off, uh, strangely enough, with a tail. Uh, what are you going to do? Therabin's going to move up slightly to the ridge and kind of just get the lay of the land and find out what's going on. Uh, as he moves up, his spellbook starts speaking to him, and <laughs> obviously no one else can hear it. So he's, well, 
What do we do now? Entity is within the spellbook, known as Tarkimedes the Grave Worm. Voice of Tarkimedes comes through. Never mind these. You must get to the temple. You must find me. If these will help you get there, then use them. Then discard them as needed. All right. So that's what you're going to hear from that. The, the your voice. All right. I believe then he will cast Acid Splash on the wolf to the, I would say, off to the left of Scar behind him. It's so the smaller wolf that's behind yeah. him? Okay. Yes. Go for it. Alright. Uh, if Dexterity save, let's go and see what they get. 17 on the Dexterity save. Oh. I'm guessing that's going to be... Uh, oh, he's got to get a 12. Yep, so he's going to take half damage. Would he get a disadvantage on that if he doesn't see it coming? Um, I would say... Mm, no, I'm going to say no. And it, honestly, it doesn't right. matter. Because even with half damage, this acid is going to kind of burn at this wolf. And it's gonna you're going to kind of hear it kind of whimper and whine. But it's going to eventually kind of like fall to the ground. And it, it's not going to move anymore. We did it. <laughs> Game over, guys. <laughs> Wrap it up. Uh, Victoria, I'm going to have you go next. All right. Well, I believe that I am going to take a shot with my short um, bow at this big guy over here. Okay, this larger wolf. Yeah. Oops, wrong one. Sorry, my bad. You throw your short sword. <laughs> <laughs> yep, I threw it at him. I was like, yeah, that'll, that'll work, right? Uh, that's going to be a hit with, the, with your short bow. <laughs> Oh, did I do a stupid ruling? Kyle, help me out. Cantrips don't deal half damage; they just miss. Yeah, one of the benefit or one of the downsides of a, a basically a free spell with cantrips, um, they they won't deal half damage. It's just uh, it either hits or it doesn't. See, this is why we need to have you as the as a professional. All right, um, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna say he's down, but uh, I'll keep that in mind next time. Thanks. How much damage are we doing here with the short bow? Oh, um, plus five, my attack. Did you have to click on it? I did. Oh, there it goes. I got it for you. Five damage. Oh, so if you fine. click on where it says short bow under that, yep. there you go. That now. I got you. I'll do your five damage. Look at me. I'm just giving you guys points. All right, Scar. What would you like to do? Uh, Scar's going to chuckle a little bit. And he's going to be like, told you. <laughs> and he's going to raise his... Morning Star again and take mm -hmm. another swing and miss again. Jesus. It's okay, you're just being distracted by all these other people coming around. We're moving. Wolf Scar is hungry. <laughs> <laughs> so, Shard, unless Scar, do you are you gonna move at all? Are you gonna do anything else? Or is that it for your turn? That's it. Scar's gonna stand there right in front. Are right, you sure yeah. you don't want to cheat again and take another attack? I might kill it. <laughs> All right, Sashar, you're next. Okay. The one behind Scar is dead, correct? Um, it does not seem to be moving. Um, okay. I mean, it kind of hit. He this acid hit it. It kind of whimpered, and it just kind of fell to the ground. But it, you're a little too far away to see if it's like knocked out or if it's dead. Can I poke it with a stick? <laughs> totally can. So Sashar is gonna run up behind this dire wolf. 
um, and is going to swing his rapier with advantage. Yep, you've got flanking. Uh, that's a 17 to hit. Se 17 will indeed be a hit. Alright, so damage is going to... Whoops, that's not what I meant to do. Uh, nine. Nine damage. Alright, so you're going to kind of, you know, dig your rapier into this. You're going to kind of find, you know, a nice place in its flesh. It's going to kind of go in and this thing's going to let out a loud howl. Uh, anything else, Sashara? Uh, nope, that's it. Alright. Uh, this wolf is getting to the point where it's not quite sure if it's going to be able to handle much more. So it is going to go ahead and um, try to find like an easier target to go after. Let's go ahead. It's going to go ahead and move and go after uh, Theraben. So it, go ahead, get some attacks on this thing. This thing kind of tries to do like a, a hit as it goes to Theraben. See if it can kind of grab him, pull him off his feet, and then just take a, make a run for it. Uh... Do we get advantage since we'd still be flanking as he left? Yeah, I'd say you guys have advantage, yeah. Well, that's the roll of so I got a 23 for 8 piercing damage with my 2. Alright, that's a hit. 20. Go for ahead. 7 piercing. Okay. Oh, wait, actually, that'd be 10 piercing damage because I didn't have my range modifier on. Alright. Where are you going? <laughs> Uh, this dire wolf is going to take a uh, kind of lunge here at Therabin, see if it can get an attack off before it tries to run away. Here's its bite. It's going to get a 19 to hit. Is that going to hit you, Therabin? Or are you guys all overpowered? Uh, <laughs> what do I do? No, Sorry. Uh, uh, what is your AC for your character? Do you have it on there um, Let's see. I can kind of look it up too yeah. looks like you got an uh, armor class of nine yeah very nice look yep. good <laughs> so <Nope>. I'm <laughs> so the lower the armor class the better right yeah, yeah. <laughs> all right this thing is gonna do 14 damage dropping you down oops I hit the wrong button dropping you down to three life oh, and no. I'm going to need you to make a saving throw for me, sir. Oh, no. All right, where's that at now? <laughs> uh, so if you go on your character sheets uh, yep. and you go kind of across where, like, your strength is, your dex is, you should see underneath, like, your proficiency bonus, your saving throws. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so you're going to be doing a, uh, a dex, or sorry, a strength one. Sorry. So I think it should just be okay. Oh. Nice. So, so despite the odds of this wolf, I mean, just latching onto your arm. I'm thinking this wolf's about as big as a bear. It is gonna latch onto your arm and just start shaking you, but you somehow, somehow stay on your feet. Um, well, obviously, I hit him with my book. <laughs> <laughs> so, so that's the good news. Uh, okay, you know what? I'm going to do a random roll. Because the bad news may be that the, because this is kind of the alpha wolf, we have one wolf standing, and it kind of directs its attacks against whoever this alpha wolf is going after. However, this wolf is injured, so I'm going to kind of just do a random roll, and if I, if I get 10 or lower, it's going to run. If I get a 11 or to 20, this wolf is also coming after you. 
Uh, let's see what we get. No. 17. Oh. So, uh, this other wolf that kind of backed off is going to kind of just run forward at a second direction across this ridge up to Therabin, and it is also going to kind of lunge at him. It will get pack tactics, and it is going to make it bite with advantage. Getting a 21 for four damage, oh, dropping no. Therabin to the ground. You are at zero and bleeding out. Carthix, what would you like to do? Rude. Well, seeing all this, um, like I said, Carthix running up already has a, you know, arrow notched in his bow. So he's going to go ahead and take a shot. I'm going to say probably at the dire wolf. Okay. That'll be a seven plus two. So nine does not hit. That is not hit. No, your arrow is just going to go a little bit wide. Is it, uh, this mist is kind of probably messing with your aim. You can't quite quite get it with that. Therabin, I'm going to need you to make a death save. Oh, wait. Actually, no. We, we got our thing. I'm going to make a death save for you. Don't you worry about a thing. I got you. <laughs> Victoria, what would you like to do? Um, let's see. I think I'm going to go ahead and shoot a firebolt. I, I guess I got to move a little bit. I'm going to move up a little bit in between... In between these two boys, and um, I'm gonna go ahead and shoot a firebolt at him. Okay, so firebolt is going to hit for one damage. All right, did you cross class? No, it's because I'm a high elf. Oh, so fancy. I know. Okay, Gar, you are, unless Victoria, you want to move anymore, uh, nope, Scar will be next. Stay right here. All right. There's no escaping. <laughs> over. And he's going to go ahead and make another strike with his tail. All right. Mm, the tail is also gonna, this this dire wolf Man. is quick. It is it is kind of almost like as if it's just prepared for your attacks and is just getting out of the way. Quit moving. <laughs> <laughs> so Shara, it might be up to you. What would you like to do now? <sighs> Well, I guess I'll just take care of this for you then. Run forward, and he's going to swing his rapier with advantage for flanking. Well, you won't get oh. you won't get flanking on this because you're not. Therabin is oh unconscious. unconscious. I am silvery yes. barbing myself. Uh, so unfortunately, that oh is God. also going to miss. I, I am silvery barbing myself. Okay, what is silvery barbs? Kind of. Silvery Barbs is a reaction that I can take. Mm -hmm. It allows me to... The creature you can see within 60 feet of yourself. So, I guess mm. ruling... Let me look at this here. A creature I can see within 60 feet of myself, which could be yourself. me. Yeah. yeah, it says you can choose yourself. Yep, okay. No, that's to give advantage, though... Wait, so yeah, I don't think I can Silvery Barbs myself, because it says I can give myself advantage mm -hmm. on the next attack roll ability check. But yeah, I think the Silvery Barbs. Oh, Never yeah. mind. I guess I'm not uh, so it'd be for the. It would have to be for the next one then, huh? Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Okay. Um, I'm going to... Uh, I can't see on the turn order. It doesn't have anyone. Who's after me? The Dire Wolf will be after you. 
it's not legal. <laughs> um, I don't want to do that, then. And who's after the dire wolf? The regular wolf. Well, who's after him? Who, who, who is the next player to go? <laughs> it would be funny if it was Therabin, but it's Karthix. Okay. Well, I'm going to look at Karthix and say, just kill this thing already and give him a bardic inspiration die. Okay. So you have a uh, you have a D6 to add to your next ability check attack roller saving throw. All right. Well, that ends your turn. Okay. So this dire wolf uh, it, it does not want to be in this situation anymore, but uh, he found himself a meal, and he's going to try to get out of here. So Therabin's on the ground. It's going to take its massive maw, try to go down, grab him in his jaws, and just run off in the forest. So it's going to try to go full sprint, which is going to give you guys one more attack before this thing starts going off at about 100 feet ahead of you guys. So is he any kind of roll? Is he making any kind of roll to try to pick him up in his mouth? Yeah, basically he's... I, I would say, due to the size of this dire wolf, um, I don't... And because Therabin is unconscious, I mean, he basically is just grabbing him, and then he's running. And so that's that's kind of how you guys are getting your attack. Uh, as he just takes off, he just bolts. <laughs> as he just bolts through this forest. Uh, <laughs> so yeah... Bill, I'm sorry, but uh, th we're not done yet. It's not it's not good game yet. So uh, the direwolf is going to start bolting away, and it's going to run. It's going to take off with Therabin. Uh The wolf, since it's next, is going to kind of chase after him. And unless anybody has anything that they can shoot from about a hundred feet away, I do. Uh, okay. Fire, fire so this is. Uh, I'm going to let you guys now, since it's your turn, Karthix, if you want to try to take a shot with this thing, will you have disadvantage if it's 100 feet away? No. I have a longbow, so mm -hmm. my range is 150 feet up to 600 feet. Gotcha. So I'm okay. believing after 600, I would start taking disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah, and my short bow is 80 to 320. Okay, so you might be able to run up ahead and take a shot as well. Karthix is going to go ahead and he's going to try to, you know, see what he can do, notch another arrow mm -hmm. and shoot it through and oh! natural 20 plus so right. he actually goes ahead and he has a fighting style of archery mm -hmm. so that's going to give him an additional plus 2 so a total of 25 mm -hmm. or 27 yeah. um, to this so he's just going to plant and go ahead and take the shot uh, yeah, and with, with your max on there, what, you're going to get another uh, 8 to that. So it's yeah. at a total of 19 damage, if I'm looking at that right. Yes, it is. All right. So kinda, do you, do you want to kind of describe how this happens, or you want me to? One, he's focused on the wolves. He's trying to hunt them down and kill them. So, you know, he's running up there and kind of out of breath. And his first shot misses because he takes it while he's running. So he just stops and plants his feet. Mm -hmm draws his bow back and he's just gonna let loose arrow okay. and try to get it right in the back of the head just thinking you're not taking another one from me <laughs> and you're gonna kind of see this arrow kind of fly i mean you're shooting you know almost through kind of a forested area so it's it's almost a miracle that this thing doesn't hit a branch or a stray leaf or twig or or, or a bush on the way but your arrow's gonna fly you're gonna see it kind of land and you're going to see this direwolf just go tumble 
head overhead, and it's going to stop. Therabin's going to fly off, and he's going to fall into the, to a bush. And I'm going to go ahead and roll a death save as his turn is next. We're going to go to Victoria now. All right. Um, I'm going to go ahead and I want to take a, a shot at um, the other over there. Okay. That will hit uh, for four damage. This wolf, too, as you kind of take that shot, aim it, it's going to connect with this wolf, and again, it's going to kind of, like, yep, a little bit, kind of fall to the ground, tumble over, uh, and no longer be moving. All right, and with that, uh, you guys will be out of combat for now. What do you guys do at this point? So I'm going to go ahead and make my way up to the dire wolf. You know, I'm going to put my arrow back and kind of just poke at it and kind of examine it, see if it's werewolf or just a regular dire wolf or anything like that, because I just have a vendetta against them. I just hate wolves. Okay. Uh, go ahead and give me... Do you have a nature check? Or, or give me a, a nature history. Or, or not history, but nature, yeah. That's going to be a five. It's a wolf. You can't tell if this is like a werewolf or or, or what, because you don't know. To, you're learning werewolves as you go along. This could have been one, maybe. Uh, you're not sure. Karthik's then going to put his foot on the back of the wolf's head and go ahead and yank his arrows back out. Okay. One of you should probably check on that guy who got eaten. <laughs> My guess is he's probably not doing too well. Scar's going to come over to the dire wolf. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's going to think that his, guy. He's got this axe. He's going to grab the big axe he's got carved out uh-huh. of old, big leg bones, and he's going to sink it into the wolf's head, and he's going to look at Karthik's, and he's going to tell him, Always do a double tap. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, and you're going to kind of hear this splutch, you know, as you definitely sink this thing that deep into it. And then he's going to say, things don't always stay dead. And he points at himself. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so first impressions. You and me both, big guy. <laughs> so Karthus is going to go ahead and make his way over to Theravid. Um, yeah. Kind of looking through his pouches and everything to see if he has anything <laughs> that can, you know, heal I him. I love this group. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to rob him. I'm going to loot him first, and if he doesn't have anything, no, I no, might no, bring no. him back. Not through, not through his pockets, through my pockets. I'm uh, checking uh, if I, if uh, I have, right. while I'm walking over there, I'm going to check and see if I have any potions or anything on me oh. there, any kind of medical <laughs> to um, kind of... It's not going through his pockets. I'll rummage later. Well, uh, <laughs> yeah, we'll see if he's dead. Um, I mean, for for your character, but what you got on is what you got on. So, uh, I mean, do you have anything that might help him? Okay, so as a D and D player, I was just making conversation while I was reading through my list of stuff. Ah, so, okay. My, gotcha. my checking my pockets was me actually checking my paper. To and see and did if you? I have did you find anything useful in the, in your paper pockets? I, I don't <laughs> currently know. Apparently, I was going through Thurman's paper pockets. <laughs> um, no, I do not have any potions or anything oh, like no. that. I think I'll right. go up to him and you know start poking him a little bit, going through his stuff. <laughs> he has you know anything himself that you know a potion or anything that he may have have on himself that he could help himself with. Uh, okay, so you're so if I'm getting this straight, you're just checking if he's got anything. You're not actually checking if he's alive. Well, 
I mean, no, I'm. <laughs> so, can I make a medicine check and see if I can just? Um... I I would love it if you if you want to stop looting this guy and you want to see if he's alive. You could definitely. Hey, look. <laughs> All right. Um. So, kind of beating you to the punch. Victoria kind of goes through, maybe checks a pulse. Uh, his wounds are bad, but you do detect a heartbeat. He's breathing. Um, it's shallow, but uh, he is he is alive. Good news, at least, when, when you're checking him over, you'll see that I mean, while he's got some terrible wounds, it looks like most of the blood has stopped. I mean, there's a lot of blood loss, but it's not it's not to the point where it looks like he's in any danger at the moment. Okay, we have nothing to heal. Nope. That we have no healer, no potions, no nothing. Okay, so real quick, Sashar is going to run over, and I'm looking to see... So I just want to answer this question because I think I know the answer. But I just want to see, is he stable and just a good night's rest is going to do him some good? <laughs> um, uh, so are you, yeah, so you're doing a medicine check. Seven. I mean, so you, your, your guess, I mean. I'm a medic. Yeah, I mean, from, I mean, well, I guess I, sh- I guess I should ask, is, is Victoria kind of telling everybody, you know. Yes. I think he's alive. Like, okay. Um, Guys, I think he's alive, but like, yeah. I'm not sure that he, you know, I don't know how long he's gonna make this thing. Yeah, I don't know yeah. how long he's gonna make it. And and according to kind of Sashara, that's probably seems like a good guess. I mean, he's got pretty bad wounds, but alive at the moment could go either way. Yeah, if he makes it through the night, he should be good though. So can I medicine to stabilize him at zero, just so that we can? not have to worry about him death safe. I will say at least for Jennifer's that was high enough. He's stabilized. He's just He's not making death saves anymore. He's just yes. he needs to sleep. Yes, it was high enough that Victoria would know, okay, the bleeding is mostly stopped. I think he's going to make it. I put a band-aid on it. It'll be alright. He looks good. <laughs> I'm going to fuck off now. <laughs> Can I make a religion roll and prep his funeral? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did hear him talking to some kind of book about what he should do and the book looks a pretty messed up, so you probably don't want to know what this guy's religion was. Can I go ahead and examine the book? Actually, how about I'll have Bill, why don't you describe what this book looks like that you were talking to? Do I have to roll for it first, see how what he tells me? No, 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 I mean, you could, I mean, he's just going to describe what it looks like. The book is clear and obviously not a book from this realm. It is bound in the flesh of human skin on the back, and the cover has a face that has flaming red eyes. Do you want to open this book up? Yes. Okay. <laughs> so what does he see by opening this book up, Bill? 30 well, necrotic damage. That's <laughs> right. <laughs> he opens it up and nothing appears on the pages to him. Mm, okay, oh, so just all blank. It's all blank. I like and that. they're doing all that, Mm-hmm. Scar's over here. He takes the back of his mace and he just bashes out the fangs of this wolf. Okay. He has, he has an affinity for collecting pieces of things. Okay. You know, I almost there's 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 a point where I almost were, thought you were gonna say, and he just bashes there and the saw. I'm just gonna finish him off. <laughs> nope. He's gonna, he's gonna look over and be like, stupid air breather. And he's gonna pick up some dirt and throw some yeah. dirt on him and be like. Yeah. He'll be okay and walk away. <laughs> and so it looks like uh, Sashar, are you just walking away from this group? Or are you just... <laughs> He's like, 
like they're a bunch of weirdos. I'm yeah. out. Sashara's just kind of wandering around at this point. He's curious as oh. to where all what all these people are doing because he doesn't mm -hmm. really know what's going on right now besides he's looking for a vampire. But at the same time, these guys are fucking idiots. So... <laughs> <laughs> So he's just kind of like wandering around, just like, all right, seeing what's seeing what's happening. And at this point, Scar goes, damn it! And his tail starts to come back in because he hasn't done any damage to <laughs> Karthik's just completely overwhelmed right now. This is nothing like what he's ever seen before. He's going to go ahead and chase after Scar. And hey, hey, you, stop for a minute. Stop for a moment. What manner of beast are you? I've never seen anything like this. Carnal beast. You have a tail. Check you. again, little man. <laughs> You're collecting the parts of the wolves. Do you know where their wolf den is? No, I just like the things that we kill. I like trophies. Do you know where any werewolves are? No, it's been a long time since I've seen some. Oh, okay. Okay, so Karthik's gonna go ahead and make his way back to Therobin check on him, see how he's doing. And when Karthix turns around to walk away, Scar buries his axe into the other wolf's head. <laughs> Gotta make sure! <laughs> and then he moves over to the other one. Just the same thing. This is the guy that survives the horror movies. This is the guy that makes the horror movies. <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't just survive, he makes them. That's true. He cuts off the wolf's face and puts it on his own. <laughs> that comes later. Puts the lotion on At this moment, it's probably about... Let me just check my little clock. I think it's about 7 o'clock at night. The sun has definitely been down through this battle. The party is going to ask, where are we sleeping? Like, do you guys know where there's an inn? Is there somewhere to sleep? Do, do you even know where we are? I don't think Scar would yet. He's never really been to the town. I mean, he might know where it is. <laughs> Scar live off land. People shy away from Scar. <laughs> I wouldn't necessarily have you do a role for that. I mean, you don't. I mean, that's like a history thing of like maybe knowing like uh, the history of maybe what's going on with Strahd and stuff like that. But I would say that you probably would know that to the west that there is a town. Maybe you've never been there, but uh, you do know that there's a town. Scar will be like, air breathers are off to west! And he points off the wrong direction. <laughs> Karthik's gonna point that out. That, that's not west. <laughs> um, are we gonna carry Therapin? Or Therapin? Or are we just gonna, you know... Um, I think that Karthix is gonna go ahead. Um, just cause he's looking for answer. He doesn't know what's going on. Anybody who can give him directions or help him out. It's always good to be owed a favor. Maybe if we just, you know, make some kind of uh, a stretcher out of sticks, carry him into town. Sashar is just going west. So, we're playing with a bunch of self-centered people. All right, got it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Parfix, at least we care. <laughs> Scar grabs the wolf. Feel <laughs> hungry! Starts walking as he's dragging him. Karthix is going to pick up all everything that's fallen in the book, put it in a satchel, and then go ahead and throw Therapin up over his shoulders like a fireman's carry. Okay. I'm going to follow to the west. Okay. All right. So you guys are going to kind of uh, grab Therapin and, and start moving towards, hopefully, civilization if Scar's right where he thinks west is. Do we have to make a roll for carrying him? 
No, no. I'd say that there have been... He's a bit on the lighter side. He doesn't seem like much of a, you know, hand-to-hand -hand strength fighter, from what you can at least tell. Are you guys just going to stay on this sort of... Well, it's not really natural, but there is there is a road that goes to the west. Are you guys wanting to travel on that road, or are you guys thinking more of staying off of the road? Um, I'm going to stay on the road, I think, because I might run into someone that might know something more than just what's the west. Uh, is that kind of everybody's idea, or...? I'm walking ahead, so... Sashara doesn't want everyone to know this, but he's walking ahead mostly so he can keep an eye out for anything that's in the way so he can yell back to everyone, but he doesn't want them knowing this. Okay, so yeah, I mean, if everybody's gonna kind of stick together, except, you know, Sashara's kind of scouting a little bit, you guys will kind of be traveling for... I'd say about a half hour on this road, um, not coming across anything crazy... Are you staying completely out of their line of sight, Sashara? I'm about 30 feet ahead of them. Okay, so they could see you. Then. Yeah, yeah, they can still they can see the back of my head. I'm kind of I'm kind of leading the way and looking around. So internally, Sashara is happy to see other people because he's been alone for so long, but he doesn't know if he can trust them, and so he's just like staying away enough, but he wants to still kind of keep them safe to see okay. if they're good or not. Okay. So Karthik, trying to keep up with everybody and carrying another man around the shoulders, kind of looking around because, again, this is all new to him. This isn't where he's from or anything, but under his breath, he's going to be wondering about, you know, stupid barbarians. All they care about is their trophies all the time, never caring about anything else. And so what is, uh, what is Scar going to be doing as you're walking along with him? Well, Scar's carrying that wolf, mm -hmm. and he's keeping an eye out. He's not too far away from them in case something else comes, because Scar loves the battle. So mm -hmm. he figured he's carrying the weak guy. Scar can drop the wolf quick enough to where he can defend and, and get into the battle. So you're basically okay. hoping that my character's bait for another battle. <laughs> Scar lives for battle. <laughs> the only way you feel alive. I kind of don't feel that way right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, He's like, yeah, did the battle didn't uh, make me feel alive at all. In <laughs> fact, I would say it was the opposite for me. Yeah. <laughs> you get used to it. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys are going to travel for about a half hour on this road. And because I'm such a gracious DM, I'm going to go ahead and have... Um, Therabin start to come to. He's going to start to kind of wake up. As you start coming to, you, your eyes start opening up. You're seeing that you're, somebody is carrying them. Somebody's dragging you. Well, I shouldn't say dragging you away, but, but carrying you on their back. What are you going to be doing at this point? Oh, hell not again. <laughs> are you, are you going to kind of let this guy know that you're kind of awake? Or are you just going to kind of play dead? What, what is your... Therabin will announce that he is still alive and doesn't okay. wish to be carried, but if he must, he must. Still an air breather. <laughs> Feeling him kind of move around, I'm going to go ahead and set him down on the ground and just kind of okay. say, do you feel like you're able to walk from here? You kind of took a mighty blow there. It hurts, but I think I'll be all right. I'm going to go ahead and hand him his book back. What manner of book is this? There's nothing in it. Only those who study the dark arts 
are able to see what is inside. Probably should have left him there. <laughs> are you some type of wizard? You can say that. My primary focus is, shall we say, reanimation. I'm gonna go ahead and offer there a bit a uh, drink of water mm -hmm. um, for my water skin, trying to help him get to his feet and kind of set a little bit of a tone with him. Thank you. Onward to the town, I guess. You guys kind of travel along for just a little bit more, and up ahead of you, there, again, this fog is kind of all over. It's not quite as thick as it was before when you kind of came in here, but there's always this kind of just a little bit light mist or light fog that's always kind of been around you guys. And, and up ahead, you can start to see through this fog, it's going to be this uh, incredibly large sort of like uh, a wall that's going to kind of come up ahead. And there's going to be this very large gate that's in the middle of the road that, that goes past this wall. And I will show you guys kind of what this looks like as you guys are getting closer to this gate that's kind of coming over the road. Up ahead, you're going to see this very large stone wall and this huge iron gate that's kind of dug into this, maybe like the stonework in there. There's going to be these two statues, both of them headless, kind of sitting there with these swords pointed downwards. So that's, they're kind of just almost like these silent guardians as you guys are coming coming up to this uh, gate. Are they living? No, they're statues. They are enormous. They're probably about 50 feet high. Um, I don't know if you guys got to see the handout work that I showed you guys. Yeah. Okay. So no, the statues aren't moving. They're just sitting there. I mean, they're kind of amazing to look at, but they don't look like any place that you've ever been before. At least for those who aren't from Borovia. So, what do we see as we enter into it, or can we even enter? Yeah, the gates are wide open. I mean, you could go right through. And as you guys start past the gates going through it, um, there's going to be a smell that can enter your nose, a smell of death, this kind of sickly smell. And just kind of almost to the side, uh, right when you pass the gates, you're going to notice there's this body that's been, looked like it's been mauled by some type of animal um, that's kind of off, just, just off the road, um, just past where you guys get through this gate. What is that? I'm going to go ahead and approach the body a little bit, kind of. I'm going to take an arrow out of my quiver just in case something is, you know, close around there. But I want to go and investigate it to see what's going on. Okay. Um, as you check this body, um, why don't you go ahead? I mean, are you kind of kind of getting this, you know, like pushing it over and taking a look at it and things like that? Uh, I don't know if I would push it over right from the start, but just kind of okay. look at it. It just said it was mauled, so I kind of want to see what attacked it, if it looks like wolves or a bear or a werewolf. Sure, go ahead and give me a medicine check. That'll be a five. You can't really tell how long ago this person might have been killed or they died. It's it's really, really hard to tell. Scar's going to rip off one of those legs. <laughs> okay. And he's going to hand it to Therabin. Here. Eat this. I'm gonna <laughs> walk over to the body that's been mauled, and uh -huh. I'm gonna take out my axe again. Oh Jesus Christ! And I'm just gonna bury it in that body's head. All right, go for it. Yeah. So yeah, you kind of uh, are you cutting this head off? Is that what you're doing? Yeah. I think we need a roll to see if we can cut through. <laughs> oh, this guy. I'm sure he's pretty tenacious. I think he could probably get through that. Yeah. There you go. Uh, you now have yourself a nice decaying head. Always, always check. Make sure <laughs> bodies get up here. And I kick it into the forest. <laughs> After I check its pockets. Uh, going through the pockets of it, you'll find just a little, a small bag of gold, probably about 15 gold pieces. 
but Ooh, you're also shiny. gonna. You're also gonna. He's like, ugh, these these no good. Can no eat. Throw it away. <laughs> I bite it. You're also gonna find a letter bit of blood splattered on it, but you can still kind of read out what's on there. Scar can't read, so he drops the letter and takes the gold. And if anybody would like to read out the letter... Hail thee of might and valor. I, the burgomaster of Barovia, send you honor with despair. My adopted daughter, the fair Irina Kolyana, has been these past nights harried by a vampire. For over 400 years, this creature has drained the lifeblood of my people. Now, my dear Irina lives in fear of this vile beast. He has become too powerful to conquer. So I say to you, give us up for dead and encircle this land with the symbols of good. Let holy men call upon their power that the devil may be contained within the walls of weeping Barovia. Leave our sorrows to the graves and save the world from this evil fate of ours. There is much wealth entrapped in this community. Return for your reward after we are all departed for a better life. Signed, Kolyan Indirovich, Burgomaster. Interesting. Very interesting. So I guess we're going to keep on moving towards the end. Sound good, I guess? Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Sashara just, yep. like, gestures behind him to keep following him and just keeps, keeps a lookout as he walks about 30 feet away. All right. So you guys keep moving on this road. The road starts to veer kind of towards the southwest as you guys keep continuing on it. Another few miles, another hour passes. And then eventually the forest begins to open up to this large kind of field. You can see in the distance there's kind of a, you know, maybe a few dilapidated buildings and farms kind of scattered about. And as you continue down this road, yeah, every once in a while it'll be kind of dotted, you know, like a half a mile, there'll be kind of another one. Uh, a lot of these seem like they are, they're completely run down. There's nobody taking care of a lot of these fields. The way that it looks. Uh, every once in a while you might come across one that doesn't seem too bad. Eventually, you can see far in the distance just the glimmer of a few lights and a few larger buildings that start to kind of appear you know, you know, out of the fog as you're getting closer to what looks like it's a, a settlement. Is there anything else you guys want to do or just continue going west towards this uh, settlement in the distance? Well, Scar's going to rip off a leg for himself because like i said scar hungry and then he's gonna take a big breath and go you smell that <laughs> air breathers <sighs> and then keep walking god is that you <laughs> interesting i guess not <laughs> okay so we're gonna I'm walking. How close are we towards? Um, I'd say within half hour or so, you guys are going to be able to start coming to this town. There's no walls or anything about it. You're going to notice this town, again, a lot of these buildings are kind of run down. A lot of them are boarded up. Seems to offer some semblance of safety, though probably getting close to midnight at this point. Uh, there's obviously no people on the roads. It's almost completely deserted. It's a thought that comes into your mind to say, is there even anybody in this town? It looks completely almost abandoned. That's as, as you guys kind of approach it. Before we get into the town, Sashar is going to cast Disguise Self to uh, kind yep. of make his skin look a little bit more alive. His hair turns brown instead of pale white right now. His eyes uh, take on kind of like a hazel color. He just doesn't want to look dead when he walks into the town. 
Understandably. Do you guys have any reactions to this? As you kind of see, see Sashar kind of do a few little uh, gestures, and the skin kind of gets a little more rosy. Cataracts in his eyes, or whatever, start to clear up. Well, he's further ahead of us, isn't he? Oh well, yeah, I would still, I would still say you guys could probably at least see this happening to him. He looked better the other way. <laughs> Scar's gonna see that and be like, "Good idea!" And he reaches down and gets some blood on his hand, and he just kind of rubs it on his skin. <laughs> Jesus! <laughs> Gotta put the life back in me. <laughs> and then he pulls the fangs out. Who invited him? Something's wrong. So I've got you guys here on the map of this town. You are on this main street. What are you looking for in this place as you guys are here? Well, since it's like midnight, I'm kind of just looking for somewhere to sleep, somewhere to lay my head for the evening and maybe get some food in my stomach. At that note, Scar rips off another leg. And... You hungry? Um, not for that, hon. I'm, I'm looking for other things. Okay. Thank you. I am human, so I am going to have to sleep. I'm going to be looking for an inn someplace to eat and rest for the evening. Are you guys just staying on this main road as you're looking for this place? Um, I think that's a good place to start. Okay. So, I mean, it's just a few minutes kind of walking down. It doesn't seem like this place is too big. Eventually, you guys are going to kind of come to this large kind of opening area. It looks like it might be like a town square. On your left, you're going to see kind of a larger building, and it's going to have a sign in front of it that says Bilgerath's Mercantile. It's all closed up. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's as run down as some of these other buildings are, but it's definitely closed for right now. But on your right, you will see some lights on in what seems like an even larger building. Uh, and from the look of it from the outside, it looks to be like it could be a tavern or an inn. If you guys go and kind of check it out, you'll see a sign on the front of that one, Blood on the Vine. And it does look like the lights are on in there. You can go look through your window. You can kind of see the, there's a fireplace going on. I'm going to go ahead and approach the door. Yeah. Um, see, does it feel locked? Is it open? No, yeah. You guys, you can walk right in. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and walk in. So you're going to kind of come into this place. It's very sparse. I mean, this is definitely not like the happening place. You can see that there's a couple of people, you know, maybe servers or, you know, people serving drinks and stuff. They're not too busy as there's only, looks like there's only four patrons right now. There's one guy sitting alone by himself at the table. And then there's three other people that are kind of having some, some conversations. They're kind of joking around a little bit, but uh, they're kind of to themselves. And then the bartender behind the bar, it's like he's kind of washing a, a few cups and things like that, but uh, kind of just minding his own business. I want to sit in this booth by the three people and listen in on their conversation. Sure. Um, I'm gonna go up to the uh, this bartender guy up here. I'm gonna ask him, you guys got some food around here or uh, you know, a place to lay our heads? So he kind of stops his cleaning for right now and he almost like blankly just kind of stares up for you. He says, no food, but we've got wine. And on that note, Scar, he lifts the wolf up, slams it on the bar and he says, you can cook this. I bring food. I'll take wine. Kyle looks at the leg. He says, okay. And then he kind of points over at one of these ladies kind of right there. And he goes, Erica, cook for this guy. And she and she kind of just nods blankly. Yeah. And she goes and she grabs this leg and she takes it into this back area. Uh, which she kind of disappears. Oh, oh, I thought it was just a leg. 
No, I already ate the leg. It's I a wolf the minus the legs. Okay, well then she's gonna kind of drag it back there, and then he'll and then he'll kind of put his hand out a little bit, and he'll be like, five copper. I don't know what copper is, <laughs> but I found I found one of these shiny coins, and I pull like coins that I found and I toss it to him. <laughs> okay, and, and I he's tell like, him, the food's for them. I eat it raw. <laughs> he'll kind of he'll kind of take the coin. He'll nod, and then at the same time he's going to get a pitcher and uh, of like wine, and he's going to kind of give it to you guys too. He's like, there, with your meal. What about a inn or somewhere to sleep? Do you guys have anything like that? He's going to sigh. <sighs> he's going to say, it's five silver for a night, or you can stay out here for one silver. As he's kind of explained this to you, the man here who's sitting by himself, he's going to kind of shout out. He's going to say, Eric, it'll be on me. Their, their meal, their, their st- lodgings, I'll pay for it. And then he's going to say, all right. And that's it. And then he's just going to go back to cleaning his glasses again. I'm going to walk up to this guy and ask him, who are you? Yeah, I hope you, you don't mind. You definitely don't seem from around here. I figured I'd probably help you guys out. Looks like a couple of you have been maybe even hurt. He's going to kind of take a look over at Theraben. <laughs> That's an understatement. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't mean to be rude. Uh, my name is Ismark. I guess I kind of run things around here. Uh, not not the tavern. That's that's uh, that's Eric's thing. Uh, my father, he was the, the burgomaster here, but well, yeah, I guess I'm now in charge. Yeah, no, I'm sorry. I guess I should explain. There's been some things that have been happening around here lately that I might need somebody to look into. And Well, if you're interested, I could use some help from some outsiders. Um, the, the rooms, if, if you don't want to do it, that's fine. I can understand. I'm sure you have places to be, but the rooms will still be on me um, if you're just passing through, but I could probably use some help if you're interested. I am always insight. Go ahead, give me uh, give me an insight check. Natural twenty. Okay, yeah, this guy from from what you can tell, it seems legit. He seems like he's on the up and up. He looks like somebody who might be in over his head on something. Like he doesn't really know what he's doing, just kind of like winging things out. But uh, he seems friendly enough. He doesn't seem like he's got any ill intent for you guys. Any kind of thieves? lurking around or people that seem like they could be thieves, some strangers. I wish that was our problem. So that was it. Thieves would be kind of a nice change of pace. No, I mean there's not really much around Morovia to steal. Not much anymore. But if you're talking about maybe people going missing, that's really the only thing that I've been having problems with. So, I guess I should tell you guys what's happening. So for the last year or so, we've been having people disappear. And I mean it's not incredibly rare for things like that to happen around here, but it's happening a lot more common than it should be happening. We don't know what happens to these people, they just kind of disappear in the night, and we don't ever hear from them again. I don't know if something's happening here. A lot of people think it's you know, he's gonna kind of look around for a moment and kind of lower his voice the devil strods work but I don't think it's quite that Scar's gonna put his hand on this guy's shoulder he's standing behind him and he's gonna be like 
Speak up, tiny chieftain. Scar can't hear you. <laughs> what devil you speak of? Would you like to take a seat? Um, there's, I think there's one open right next to me. Uh, making me a little uncomfortable. <laughs> Good. Air breather should be uncomfortable. He's going to kind of glance at you sideways. Is it pretty obvious that you don't look quite human, uh, but you might be part vampire? Oh, I'm pale and kind of grayish. And I'm covered in blood. And <laughs> All right, well, I would say at least the covered in blood may be from, from a fight that you guys were in a little bit, which he's, he is obviously kind of a little freaked out by. His perception isn't actually that well. Maybe it could be that there's, it's only just the fire in the fireplace that's kind of like letting you but he's he's not gonna quite notice exactly your your non-human part of you but still he's a little creeped out that you're just kind of hanging out behind him and talking about air breathers i kind of lean in a little bit because i can't hear him that well or just to freak him out you know so are you really showing him that you're basically half vampire no i'm just trying to be a unnerving presence while he talks well, that is working. That is working. That he's gonna still, again, he's gonna kind of let's offer you. Please, I. This might be a little easier if you sit. Is your friend okay? Scar's fine. We're not really sure if he's okay or not. Uh, I'm not sure where we picked him up. I think it was from. I don't know. Well, uh, uh, anyways, getting back to what I was saying. For the last year or so, people have been missing. The last guy is Colin, kind of a friend of mine. I mean, not close, but a few people are friends with him, but he's he's been gone for a few days. And I don't know if I could trust the villagers to look for him. They all think that it's the Strahd. Uh, oh, again, you asked, who is Strahd? God, he's he's been around forever. He's, well, you can't see it from here, but take a look outside of here. Look up on the mountain. You'll see where Strahd's at. He kind of runs, I guess, in quotes, this place, if you can call it that. He's um, not quite human. Uh, he preys on people. He's what we call a vampire. You know, drains blood from the living undead. He's a monster. And the, well, there's there's other things too that, that, that worry us, but for right now, just know that he's bad news. But if you're interested, um, again, the rooms are still on me. But uh, if you wouldn't mind looking into the disappearance of this last guy, maybe the disappearance of everybody that's been going missing. Like I said, I don't think that, that Strahd's behind this. I think something else is going on. He, I don't know, just doesn't seem like his style to, to mess with such a low Tiny Chieftain, one scar to look for colon. I have no time to look for entrails. <laughs> Where is this bloodsucker? Well, his name is Colin, but uh, you probably don't want to go after Strahd. He's... I mean, you look like you can handle yourselves, but uh, this is a different beast altogether. So, people are... Uh, anyone who's looking at him can see that um, Sashara is eyes really appear to be the only thing that's that's uh the disguise self is not necessarily working on they're starting to uh, kind okay. of like glow mm -hmm. um so they're glowing blue at the mention of a vampire mm -hmm. and he looks up and just says 
You're wanting us to try to help with your problem. I'll help if you point me in the direction of the bloodsucker afterwards. Well, Strahd's not hard to find. I mean, anybody can go up there. He's usually at his castle. But uh, trust me, you, you guys do not want to meet him. He's, I mean, look what he's done to this place. What he's done to my father, what he's doing to my... He's not somebody you want to mess with, and I, I appreciate you. But for right now, the problems that I have, I'm just trying to keep this village, this village together. What little we can. We're just trying to make out a living. All I'm asking is just look into it. People have been missing, and, and what you do after that, well, I guess that's your business. I will help with this if, when the time comes and I need information, when I feel ready to go up against Strahd, that you can help in any way you can. Deal. Yeah, I mean, if, if there's something you could do about the devil, Strahd, uh, yeah, absolutely. But um, I'm not going to hold my breath. And, and again, he's going to kind of look back if Scar's still behind him after he <laughs> says breath. Uh, yeah. Scar's going to kind of move over to the side. He's all like... If I get to do battle and kill Bloodsucker, and he cuts his hand and a little, like, slow, kind of discolored blood comes out, and he's like, you got a deal, tiny chieftain. Are you putting your hand out for him to shake it or anything, or are you just cutting yourself? Yeah. Um, he's gonna probably not. It's an not. insult to my tribe if you don't. Um, uh, you know what? Roll me... Actually, no, I, I don't know how you do intimidation for him. He'll, uh, he'll say, if you look into it... Sure. And he'll kind of tentatively put his hand out. Almost like, you know, almost like look away as he as he kind of lightly touches your hand. Scott firmly grasped it. He's yes, of course. Got <laughs> it, air breather. Well, and he's gonna take like a handkerchief and just wipe it off as well. I guess if, if that's that. Um, thank you. Okay. I, I think probably... I should turn in for the night, but uh, again, uh, it, it's kind of point of scar. Yeah, thank, thank you all. Uh, good, good night. Yeah, <laughs> and kind of awkwardly, kind of uh, walk out of the tavern. Have you guys ever seen such a tiny chieftain for a village? <laughs> He's so squishy. Carthex right now is just completely beside himself. This is so out of the normal for him. Carthex is not normally on any adventures with anybody. He just runs his own little farm in his own little community and is just overwhelmed by everything happening, different mannerisms of everybody that's going on. So what are you thinking? Are, are you going to be accepting this thing too? Because I heard uh, it seems like Scar was on it. Sashar was on it. Um, yeah, for right now, I think Karthix is going to stick with the group. Like I said, essentially what he's trying to do is he's trying to find the people who killed his family, who's responsible for it. So he's just kind of trying to gather different information about these different creatures because he just ended up here. This isn't where he's from. Travels and everything has brought him to where he is right now. So whatever information he can watch and kind of observes from everybody else is he's definitely going to. Theravin's just doing what he does best and having an argument with himself. <laughs> I know, I need to find out where you are, but first I need to heal, otherwise I can't make the journey. Just keep traveling with them.
Grow strong off of their deeds, and when you find me, your strength will increase even more. I've never been able to trust another living person in my entire life. What makes you think I'm going to trust them? You don't need trust. You just need their strength. Use it to find me. As you wish. Alright, so uh, what is Victoria doing at this moment? Victoria is going to go and find one of those learning and go to bed because she's about uh, creeped out as hanging out with all these weirdos and, you know, she just wants to, she just wants to get her heirlooms back and find out who took them so that she can make them pay. Is that what everybody else is doing? Is everybody kind of turning in for the night? Well, before that happens, Scar's gonna grab two drinks from the bartender. Mm -hmm. he, he's gonna ask for something strong and another bottle of wine, and then he's gonna say, "That guy chieftain said it was on him." Yeah, I know. And when, so when do you so like you have the wine, and we're like, "Give me something strong." He'll pour you another glass of the exact same wine. Here you go. Good enough. <laughs> and I walk over to this guy, Therabrin, and I give him a drink, and I said, "Good help." <laughs> You're you're too squishy in a dangerous place. Thank you. And then he you. does the same thing to Karthix. Uh huh. He walks over and he gives him a drink and he says, "You look so out of place here. This is very dangerous place. Drink up. Survive by doing stupid things." <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to this table right here and just jumps on top of it. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that is the perfect ending to our first episode. The Dungeon Made Me Do It is Trevor playing the role of Scar, Jennifer as the lovely Victoria, Kyle playing Shashara Storm, Joshua RDM, Bill in the role of Theridan Deathseeker, and I myself, Jorge, play Carthix King. We are a new podcast group, so if you like us, check us out on our socials and leave us a comment. Our Twitter is the Dungeon MMDI, and check out our subreddit at The Dungeon Made Me Do It. No, it's not. not so. sh <laughs> you guys are killing me. <laughs> so I, I sent, I sent the pronunciation in Zencaster. It's suh, like sup, suh, char, uh, like, like you're, like you're asking the question, uh, suh, shara. Yeah. Okay. And how am I saying that wrong? Shashara. No, no, you keep saying. <laughs> you're saying Screw you off. Shashara is what you're saying. That sounds right. <laughs> okay, it's so never. Hey, it's Kyle, never going to change. Kyle, yeah. you're going to have to change your name. <laughs> no, I'm just, I'm just imagining that this entire campaign is going to be Karthix saying my name incorrectly. And oh that's yeah, going to be a character. I love trait. it. That's just going to be oh. a character trait. I you, love you it. Are, yeah. You are. And he's going to correct him many times in this entire campaign. Mm -hmm. But seriously, so from now on, as Karthix. Never pronounce my name <laughs> ever. I'm still not sure how I'm pronouncing it wrong. But continue on, please. Uh, I will explain it off mic later. You know. Okay. I'll, I'll tell you. I feel okay. bad because if this is like some kind of speech impediment thing, then we're assholes. But <laughs> <laughs> I think you're very fucking true. I think we're I mean, assholes.